Good afternoon and welcome aboard. Happy Wednesday to you. John McGinnis with you, KFK News Radio Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and your smart speaker. Hope you're having a good day. It's, it's difficult to find things, I believe, to put a smile on your face uh, today, given what's going on internationally and, frankly, to, to an extraordinary degree right here uh, domestically. Uh, but there are things uh, that are developing that, uh, that I think should give us all hope. But it is time, I think, to, uh, to pause and take a look at what is going on in Israel, uh, what the, the Israelis are up against, and what uh, our uh, forces may, therefore, I, I think, inevitably be uh, impacted by, to one degree or another, the exact extent to which I think is yet to be determined. But here's the latest. As, as Israel prepares for, for formal ground war with Hamas in Gaza, and that's been on the, uh, it's been developing for days now, obviously. Uh, that's on the country's southern border. Now the 10,000 new troops have been redirected to northern border to fight, uh, the Hezbollah militants. And, and actually they're terrorists. Let's, uh, let's be more accurate there. Uh, they are invading from Lebanon. And so the breaking reports from the IDF, uh, assert that Hezbollah, Hezbollah commanders have actually paraglided into northern Israel hours after anti-tank missiles were launched at Israel Israeli outposts uh, up near the uh, the Lebanese border. So this is an extraordinary development. It was, I think, largely foreseeable, but now it actually is materializing. So it's important to take a look for people who have not uh, paid a particular amount of attention to this. What the what the differences are that are represented by these different groups? They share uh, a propensity for and a full embrace of violence and terror and relentless uh, murder of innocent people, uh, but they are not uh, in lockstep agreement, and they come, they hail from different, uh, different parts of the region. Now, both Hezbollah and Hamas are both Islamic terrorist organizations that oppose Israel and are funded by Muslim countries around the world. They are historically distinct, in fact, quite distinct. Uh, the Iran-based uh, based, uh, Hezbollah is Shia, of course, and, uh, and based in Lebanon, while Hamas is Sunni and based in Gaza. So now there's evidence of a third front as Israel fights Hamas in the south and Hezbollah in the north. A third front in this, uh, this assault may very well be materializing. It looks as though there's evidence to support that in the east with Syria. So Israeli uh, intercepted Israel rather intercepted and responded to a rocket uh, fired from Syria at Israel last night or very early morning, and so this is uh, this is a the, the 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 surrounding nature of the threat to the people of Israel is very 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 real. Uh, I, I believe that uh, that Israel has a tremendous uh, capacity to endure, uh, but this is going to test their metal and their strength. And it's interesting to note, and I find it uh, disheartening, that uh, the Biden administration seems to be offering some level of, of uh, accommodation or uh, a sympathy for Iran, and, and evidenced by the fact that they've told the U.S. senators the terrorist-aligned country had nothing to do with the attacks in Israel. Well, that, that just doesn't seem to comport with the truth. It, it's, uh, and I think it's safe to say that this theory is widely accepted as, as false. Uh, the Wall Street Journal first, uh, and then later on, the uh, the Washington Times published well-sourced uh, uh, articles uh, clearly laying it out that Iran approved and helped plan Hamas's terror attacks days before they occurred. And, in fact, it looks as though there were meetings back in August uh, between and among the parties, and, and the plan was underway on September 11th when the administration actually liberated the $6 billion for Iran. So the Biden administration is attempting to defend that $6 billion release, um, 
obviously, and it goes through uh, the banks and Cutter. But the assertion is that the uh, the money was not released, so it could not have possibly been used to fund the terror attacks. But there's a little reality component here. Uh, Secretary of State Blinken was uh, was forced to admit money is fungible. We've uh, discussed that in the last several days on this program. It's true, and uh, the fungible nature of money is beyond dispute. And the the ability for uh, Iran to recognize what they have there. Um, and the potential to use uh, those resources for this uh, humanitarian purposes and free up their other assets to to wage uh, a vicious, relentless, violent, unfathomable assault on the people of Israel is very real. So uh, even uh, Secretary Blinken acknowledged that Iran has uh, unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism. So that's that's the truth. And to assert to the contrary... Is uh, is is a real problem, I believe, because because at some point we have to have, uh, I think, a complete and total embrace of candor and truth. But there's more to it. Since the Biden administration took office and actually relaxed or eased or did away with the sanctions on Iran, the regime has pocketed around eighty billion dollars from its illicit oil sales. So what does that mean? Uh, obviously, the focus uh, for international support of Hamas has been uh, very much uh, on Iran. Uh, but Qatar's role has been largely ignored. Uh, so the political leadership of Hamas does not live in Gaza, nor do they live in Tehran. They live in Qatar, one of the uh, the richest countries in the world, where they're protected by the jihadist-aligned regime, uh, Doha. So, and by the way, as you look domestically in politics, it looks very much as though the Democrats are divided on this. And and I just find it. Uh, Hard to understand. I, I do. I, I try to to recognize one of the fundamental principles of conflict resolution is to try to view the perspective of the other side, and, and I think that's generally good counsel. It's a good way to approach uh, legitimate, sincere resolutions to conflict. But when you're talking about the kind of behavior that's displayed here in Israel the last several days, and, and as much as I hate to utter this phrase, uh, but including the beheading of babies. Uh, there's nothing that justifies that. There's absolutely nothing. Nonetheless, uh, some of the Democrats are struggling to contain any uh, anti-Semitic uh, members of their party following the terrorist attacks in Israel. And some sp- specific accounts. And by the way, Black Lives Matter. Let's look at Black Lives Matter. They have published a graphic celebrating the Hamas uh, paragliders that, uh, that raped and killed civilians at a music festival. None other than uh, Rashida Tlaib refused to denounce the beheading of 40 babies in southern Israel. Tlaib has previously claimed that the Holocaust gave her a calming feeling. The socialist wing of the California Democratic Party claimed that the attacks were a result of Israel's uh, apartheid regime. And by the way, uh, we talked about this yesterday. Some local politicians in the city of Sacramento, including an incumbent council member, Katie Valenzuela, is aligned with the uh, Democrat Socialists of America, that have taken a position in support. Uh, and, and I find that to be just uh, something that, that goes way too far. So it, let's kind of look at the uh, the Black Lives Matter component to this. And it's, it's come incrementally. Uh, first Chicago, then Los Angeles, and it looks as though across the spectrum. Black Lives Matter's uh, grassroots uh, published a statement to its Instagram page Monday, which reads, Black Lives Matter grassroots stand in solidarity, solidarity with our Palestinian family, who are currently resisting 57 years of settler colonialism and apartheid. Uh, by the way, a caption amended the statement noting it should be 75 years, not 57. 
Um, so it added, and, and I quote from their, their website, as black people continue to fight to end military, militarism and mass incarceration in our own communities, let us understand the resistance in Palestine as an attempt to tear down the gates of the world's largest open-air prison. Again, look at what this behavior represents. Conflicts, disagreements, differences of opinion are one thing. And, and again, I, I firmly believe, in general terms, broad strokes, the idea of trying to look to the other side and understand what's motivating them to take a different position than your own is, is wisdom, a sage. But when it comes to this level of atrocious behavior, which is not militarism, it's not, uh, it's not war, it is murderous terrorism. Nothing else, nothing else properly describes that. So citing the, the, uh, the plight of black Americans, the statement continued, we too understand what it means to be surveilled, dehumanized, property seized, family separated, our people criminalized and slaughtered with impunity, locked up in droves, and when we resist, they call us terrorists. We, too, dream of a world where our people may live freely on decolonized land. May the borders, checkpoints, prison, police, and watch lists that terrorize our communities crumble, and may the world we build from their ashes honor those who've fallen in struggle. That's, uh, that's the response to the raping and murdering of innocents in Israel, the beheading of infants, babies. It's impossible for me to understand this and accept that notion. So I look to the Sacramento Kings, for example, the NBA in general, but the Sacramento Kings, who has a relationship with Black Lives Matter. And I'll tell you, as this is my perspective on it, just to kind of put things in context, I'm a former season ticket holder, and I could not currently name a single person on the Sacramento Kings roster because I do... I'm troubled by the, the the turn they have taken in recent years, and uh, so what about that? Will the will the uh, the Sacramento Kings stand by this? Uh, they're uh, they have a they have a relationship with BLM, and they have had for years. Uh, and at what point should should people who support the Kings and the NBA in general be troubled by that? I think it's a very legitimate question. And there was a time in the not too distant past when people were not allowed to even. Uh, assert that the term Black Lives Matter should be should be replaced with All Lives Matter or Human Lives Matter because all human lives do indeed matter. That includes those people that were brutally killed in uh, in Israel. Uh, so the the uh, the the fact that this still stands in spite of what's going on here, I think, is a is a real true uh, expression of concern that people should demand. Uh, uh, at least, at the very least, a rethought. It's uh, it's very, uh, very much a problem in my way of thinking that somebody would stand with an organization that that doesn't seem to object to the most extreme violence uh, I can ever think of uh, perpetuated a group of, against a group of people. It, it's 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 shocking and appalling. And if you look back to uh, to conflict since the beginning of time, it's not a it's not a warm and and, and cozy kind of an experience. But this is unique because it involves civilians and the most vulnerable and uh, indefensible among us. Um, it's, it's something that I think people who, who, who actually support um, various businesses should be mindful of. Now, the Kings have said in a statement, this goes back to 2018, that their multi-year partnership with Black Lives Matter Sacramento and Sacramento-based coalition called Build Black was aimed at investing in and broadening educational opportunities for black young men and underserved members of the community. Well, those are laudable goals. I support that. 
But to be affiliated with this organization, given what they're doing now, uh, and what the, I, I think they've been exposed for in recent years, I see as a major problem. Your thoughts, 800-834-1530. 800-834-1530. Your call's coming up next. Don't go away. Kitty O'Neill, building a better Sacramento during the KFBK Afternoon News on KFBK News Radio. Welcome back. Thanks for staying on board. John McGinnis with you, KFBK News Radio, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and your smart speaker. Talking about the, the attitude towards such extreme behavior. And the inability to, to, maybe there are things that you can identify with and have concerns or share common interests with, uh, with the Palestinians. Okay. But when it comes to certain kinds of behavior, and by the way, that, that type of behavior, uh, is in evidence long before you get to the, uh, the, the decapitating of babies. Long before you get to, to the point of, of, of raping innocent women and then murdering them, taking hostages. Long before that. It seems as though people of, of conscience would have to recognize the wrongfulness of that conduct, regardless of what the history may be. And I, and I can't even defend any, uh, frankly, uh, support of the history there. But it, to be, to try to be, uh, to, to show deference to people of different perspectives, I, I, I'll, I'll do that. I'll try. I'll make an effort. But you cannot overcome the nature of what they have done. Uh, let's get your calls. 800-834-1530. Uh, Mike is patiently waiting in Elk Grove. Mike, good afternoon, sir. Welcome to the conversation. Thank you for holding on. Yeah, John, I was listening to your uh, program, and I heard you mention the uh, alliance uh, with the Kings and Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And My wife and I also had season tickets for the Kings a few years back, and we were on our way to a game, and we were just about to get in, and a mob of people uh, started tearing down the, the, the front area there, and the ticket holder people went inside and locked the doors. Uh, we could not get into the Kings game, and so we had to go home. We came back the next day to a Sunday game, and the Kings were playing the uh, Celtics, and they all had T-shirts on that said, you know, uh, together we are one, which yeah. is wonderful, like, like that. That was great. But on the back of the T-shirts, it said, hashtag Stephon Clark. Yeah. And – we were sitting in the stands, and, and the big screen came on, and every, every one of the Kings players and the Celtics players said, told us to say his name. Say his name, Stephon yeah. Clark. Say his name, Stephon Clark. That really frustrated us um, when, you know, that person did what they did, and, and they were uh, aligning themselves with uh, someone who was a criminal. And, and it kind of goes hand in hand with what you were talking about. We immediately turned our, our season tickets in, and, and, and that was that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah and by, by the way, uh, just, just, that kind of behavior. just for the benefit of anybody who doesn't have clear recollection of the whole Stephon Clark thing, that, that, uh, that incident, that shooting, which was absolutely criminal behavior on the part of Mr. Clark, and the officers involved in that were cleared not only by the local district attorney, but by the state's attorney general, who did a, a parallel investigation, and by the U.S. Attorney uh, for the Eastern District, so it, it, the the extent to which that was uh, pursued and uh, and investigated thoroughly, and the findings all matched, I think is is a very clear um, uh, vindication of uh, of the officer's conduct, and it, it I think it exacerbates or 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 illustrates even more the the wrongheadedness of what the Sacramento Kings franchise did. Uh, time has passed; people have forgotten. But what will they do now in terms of uh, the, the positions now of the organization? Not to say that the phrase standing alone is not a true statement. Black lives do indeed matter. I believe that with every ounce of my being. 
But the organization takes on a completely different uh, premise, and I think it's time for people to, to perhaps be more uh, conscious and mindful of the support they show to organizations, not limited to the Sacramento Kings, the NBA in general. Look at the NBA's uh, interaction with uh, with China. People who are uh, theoretically assert their, their opposition to slavery. Look what China's doing with the Uyghurs. And uh, the the extent to which there there's uh, hypocrisy there is is over the top. So I appreciate your observations, Mike. And I know that uh, this this it's a it's kind of the third rail. People don't want to talk about it, but let's embrace a little yeah. truth here, shall we? With an abundance of respect, and see what we can do to uh, to really get to the point where where uh, an element of respect can be attained for all parties involved here, and recognize the fact, regardless of what your beliefs and background and philosophies may be. When it comes to certain kind of, of just absolutely aberrant behavior, it's not acceptable. And if you don't take a position against it, you're effectively uh, supporting it. And these organizations now that are speaking out in support, not recognizing the wrongfulness of what has taken place uh, in this particular assault on the Israeli people, I think is, is a classic illustration of that concept. Appreciate the call very much, sir. Let's uh, check in with John, patiently waiting in Loomis. John, good afternoon, sir. Welcome to the conversation. Thanks for holding on. Hi, John. How are you, John? I'm well, thanks. thanks. How are you? Call. I just wanted to weigh in real quick on a couple of subjects. First, I wanted to recommend a documentary to you called What Killed Michael Brown. It does a, a spectacular job at exposing the fraud that we call the black yeah and just for the sake of the audience john michael brown is the young man that was uh, shot and killed in ferguson yep. missouri back on yep. august 9th exactly. uh, 2014 and uh, where the black lives matter movement yes. started and the person that produced and wrote this documentary is a famous uh civil, black civil rights activist that was called an uncle tom when he refused to support the organization uh the other thing i wanted to say is that this whole uh, pro-Palestinian and anti-Israeli rhetoric is saturating the UC system. I was yeah. a doctoral student not too long ago at UC Merced, and I was shocked at the level and degree to which that message is propounded, evangelized by yeah. the faculty and by the administration of that school. And I know the same thing can be said for schools like UC Berkeley. I imagine the same thing. Yeah, I think it's there. across the spectrum, honestly, the entire UC system. Obviously, Harvard is, uh, is in, in the crosshairs now to a great extent. Right. And so everywhere. I think it's in... in uh, theoretically what we can consider uh, higher academic learning uh, and the, 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 the dearth of knowledge and pursuit of true legitimate knowledge as it relates to history is shocking and appalling and has contributed to this uh, i think a lot of this misunderstanding well i think they're finally the chickens are coming home to roost because i think people finally are realizing what's going on in this in these institutions yeah. and how uh, like you mentioned unreasonable the rhetoric has gotten and now it's time to to, to question the leadership and whether or not we want our kids uh, being, you know, um, well, proselytized in this way. So, yeah. anyway, thank you very much. I appreciate the call very much, John. Much more conversation, more of your calls coming up. Don't go away. KFBK, Sacramento's News Radio, 93.1 FM, 1530 AM. Welcome back. Thanks for staying on board. John McGinnis with you. KPK News Radio live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app and your smart speaker. Talking about the uh, all the unrest associated with, and I think some of the uh, the exposure of uh, of some really truly inexcusable behavior and ideology sh- as it relates to uh, as it relates to what's taking place right now. The the crimes, the atrocities perpetuated against uh, the Israelis. 
where are you going to align on that? And again, different people come from different perspectives and a respect for opposing points of view, I think, is generally a good thing. But there are certain lines that ought never be crossed. And as I said earlier, that comes long before uh, the point that you have uh, mass incidents of, of raping and killing women, uh, torturing people to death, beheading babies, and taking uh, taking hostages that, that are, you have to suspect, you have to believe, are being treated in the most unfathomable ways possible right now in real time. In fact, I, I spoke to a friend earlier today who uh, who has who's has a relationship with his own relatives uh, that are in Israel right now and have been taken hostage. And so, just thinking about the these are people from Sacramento, uh, the the nerves that are touched in this kind of uh, activity, and the 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 thought of somebody in public office or somebody who has really truly ex- exploited various atrocities and crises over the years. Uh, to create an organization that now stands with this kind of evil, not differentiating between the history of the Palestinians and the history of Israel and today, the real-time atrocious behavior perpetuated today. It's something that really, truly calls for some deep analysis. Your thoughts, 800-834-1530. Doug is patiently waiting in Auburn. Doug, good afternoon, sir. Welcome to the conversation. Thank you for holding on. How are you doing? Very well. How are you? Uh... What's on your mind, Doug? Uh, Louis Louis Farrakhan is probably salivating right now. Have you ever listened to him? Uh, I've read a a lot of his uh, his works and his words, and I find it to be atrocious. Obviously, he's he's an outspoken anti-Semite, and uh, yes, he is terrible. What he says? Yeah, absolutely, could not agree more. Uh, He is, I believe, at or uh, maybe beyond ninety years of age now. I don't know what uh, what his yeah yeah keep an eye on him. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. This is a dangerous perspective that he has had for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, 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 the utterances, the speeches that he has made in which he has compared uh, the Jewish people oh. to, uh, to pedophiles and, and people who uh, commit uh, extreme crimes, it's uh, crazy. It, yeah, it's, uh, it's and, terrible. And, and uh, I just remember, I'm 80 years old. Do you remember when uh, Egypt attacked Israel? Oh, yeah. Egypt attacked Israel. It didn't last very long. No, and no, I no. Listened to a, a, a an announcer was over there on the front lines. He said the only thing the Egyptians didn't put on their tanks was backup lights because they were always going in reverse. <laughs> yeah, this and I do believe I do believe that the uh, the Israel people, the people of Israel, I should say, uh, are are very very powerful and strong, and they have a, a survival uh-huh. instinct and will. And for those, if you've never had a chance to visit Israel. The, uh, the, My sister has. She taught school over there. Yeah, the the, uh, the the strength, the grit that they show on an ongoing basis, it, it's incredible. It takes a little bit of time to recognize the fact that they do live, they have historically lived good lives, notwithstanding the constant fear yeah. and pressure yeah. under which they find themselves. I'll so, tell you what, Netanyahu says this is going to be it. Yeah, we're I... We're going to flatten those bastards. I take him at uh, take him at his word. Doug, I appreciate the call, sir, very much. Let's check in with uh, Lon, patiently waiting in Sacramento. Lon, good afternoon, sir. Welcome to the conversation. Thanks for holding on. Uh, thank you. Uh, good to talk to you again, Sheriff. Uh, Likewise. I'm retired here in Hawaii, and thankfully with iHeartRadio, we get to listen to you every day. Oh, very but good. i got to tell you, I'm concerned, Sheriff. I heard you say something, and I, I need you to clarify it. Did you say all lives matter? I did. All human lives matter. 
Well, I got to tell you, I'm concerned for your job because just a couple of years <laughs> I, ago, I'm, I'm well aware. I'm well aware of that. And and by the way, Lon, just for a little history here, I've never backed away from that. And if this is the uh, if this is the kind of thing that's going to get me canceled, so be it. Stand on principle, and uh, and I truly believe that to be the case. I don't like I say I've, I've said earlier, and I'll, I'll proclaim it again right now. I absolutely believe and defend the concept of, of Black Lives Matter. I do believe that. Black lives do indeed matter. So do all other human lives. And uh, so th- that's something I'm not going to uh, back away from. And I have been uh, cautioned from others. Uh, but the truth is the truth. And I will not ever, ever, ever back away from that. So um, I appreciate the call. And I appreciate you calling from the islands. I hope it's uh, what island are you on? I'm on the big island, and it's as good as it gets, and it's great to listen to you every single day. Well, I appreciate it very much, Lon. appreciate you taking me with you there. I wish I could actually experience being there, but uh, but I'll settle for your <laughs> for your sharing your observations. And I do appreciate the call, sir, very much. Let's check in with uh, Issa, patiently waiting in Folsom. Issa, good afternoon. Welcome to the conversation. Thank you for holding on. Thank you, Sheriff. Uh, I just want to clarify that I'm a Palestinian-American and a Christian at that time also, and we do not condone violence or killing of innocent people anywhere, any side, Thank any you. place. Thank you. God Hamas bless you. Does not, Hamas does not represent Palestinians. I appreciate the only that. The people going to suffer here is the Palestinian people and the Israeli people. The government or the leadership of Hamas or whatever these uh, factions, or uh, they don't represent the Palestinians. But I do want to clarify one point that we do, or they do, I've been here since for 46 years in the United States. Yeah. I'm a citizen, and my kids were born here, and my grandkids were born here. <clears throat> and But I do believe that the two-states solution is the only way to just and long peace between any factions uh, for the Palestinian people, they have they're entitled also to a sovereign state. You know, they're the only country under occupation. See, see and and years. your sharing of that perspective is uh, something I want you to have the right to do. We may not agree on everything, but that's a profound right. difference between that statement and saying that you stand with the atrocities that are being perpetuated against oh, innocents. We'll never stand against right, them. right, I understand yeah. that. So, so that's the level, and that, that's ex- precisely what I want to capture, is the fact that, yeah. that good people can disagree on things. That's okay. But when it gets to right. a certain point, and that point comes way, 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 long before you get to the kind of uh, the indefensible atrocities perpetuated against truly innocent people, the, young, the, the most vulnerable, the most per se innocent among us, infants, babies, uh, and, and of course, yeah. the, this, the accounts I've read of uh, of parents being slaughtered in their homes and their children hiding under the beds, uh, under their beds, yeah. waiting to be uh, waiting to be rescued by the Israeli military and police. That, that's just an atrocity that nobody should ever be inclined to accept. Uh, I know. So uh, yeah, the, the, the unfortunate part is they also suffer the innocent people from the other side. Because the retaliation is going to be True. brutal, I believe, and Gaza is a stationary target. You know. It's, uh, yeah. No, uh, I, I I have to say that I, I'm I'm inclined to believe that not everybody on the Gaza Strip is uh, is supportive of what has taken place, and they're in a oh, bad, uh, an unenviable position right now. So I will say the yeah. uh, the fact that uh, that um, Netanyahu has put out the warning: uh, get, get out if you can, get out because things are. <laughs> 
a ground war is but coming. They can't. There's, there's no no way to get out at sea or to, uh, uh, on land or at, uh, in the air. There's no airport. There's no outlets there. Yeah. That's the sad part of it. Yeah, it it, <laughs> it, it is a horrible and set Hamas of circumstances. Probably not going to suffer, but the civilians going to suffer. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, I'm and, afraid you're uh, right. We pray for peace. We pray for peace, and uh, but to, I still do believe. That you know, uh, the U.S. presidents, previous and past, uh, preaching for the two-state solution, and we sent envoys after envoys since the '60s. I remember, uh, from William Rogers to Henry Kissinger to everybody to yeah. to, to broker peace, but it's not happening. The U.N. said two states. I think that's the only solution. Honestly, otherwise, gonna the more oppression or the more this, it lasts longer. It's gonna produce more. Uh, people like this are like the garbage, like ISIS. You know. Yeah. Well, Isa, yeah. I appreciate your uh, your thoughtful uh, uh, condemnation of what's taking place now, and your uh, point of view w- with or without agreement is always welcome. Appreciate the call very much, sir. More conversation coming up right after this. Don't go away. Traffic reports on the tens every ten minutes, mornings and afternoons on KFBK Sacramento's News Radio. Welcome back. Thanks for staying on board. John McGinnis with you. KPK News Radio Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and your smart speaker. Let's get your calls. Let's check in with Rami in Sacramento. Rami, good afternoon. Welcome to the conversation. Thank you for holding on. Uh, hey, Sheriff McGinnis. How are you, man? I'm well. How are you? So, good. I, I just wanted to kind of give you a little background. So, you know, I'm Lebanese. I'm in law enforcement. I agree with everything 100% what you talk about with California politics and the evil that we see here. However, a lot of news media outlets have been covering the story for seven days. And every time when there's something that happens in Palestine or something that happens to another Muslim country, they can cover it for 15 minutes. And then that's it. They never talk about how the Palestinians have been oppressed for so many years that the Israelis have, have led to this point where because they're constantly hitting and they're constantly uh, uh, they're terrorizing also to the Palestinians for years. They control all the borders. They're harassing. Well, well let's let's. In Israel, you have right to a residence. In, 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 in the interest in, of time, in the interest of time, and only in the interest of time, let's stipulate to your assertions as to the history, and let's suggest that uh, that uh, that evil has been perpetuated by the Israelis. Does that? How in your in the in any wide expanse of imagination could you possibly justify? The beheading of babies, the, the the grand scale rape of innocent victims, the murder and torture, and taking hostage of innocence. Does that you're not suggesting that, are you? No, no, no. I'm not condoning any okay. of that. However, okay. the fact that the, the only thing I'm, I'm I'm suggesting is that right now all the media outlets are talking about they're, they're being one sided, uh, yeah. the oppressed side. And I and I was listening to Clay Buck earlier, and they, I, I I heard that reporter that that basically stated about the babies, and she, she overheard a soldier from Israel, an Israeli soldier, stating that. So this isn't, like, first-hand information. Well, the, but there is actually, there is now actually data that's coming out of the health officials in Israel, and there is, I actually saw a, a, a live, real-time interview with a with an Israeli soldier, admittedly Israeli, so I, they're, they're, you know, they're take, I'll, I'll allow some room for your, your uh, assertion of bias, but, but, but <laughs> the, the, the devastation you could see on his face uh, as he's describing what he saw... 
and, and by the way, if you, if you take that portion of this out, there's still the, the, the raping of women and then parading them through the streets with literally, and I'm sorry, I know this, uh, this is the three o'clock hour, and I like to be sensitive to, to little kids being transported in the minivans coming home from school, but this is real stuff that's taking place right now. The, 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 the victimization of women, the raping of women, and them paraded through the streets with blood running down their legs. Th- these are things that I don't think anybody in the world can justify, and I do believe, for what it's worth, I do believe rather sincerely that the the beheading and the killing of babies is real. It, there's evidence to, to convince me, to sway me to believe it's happened. And again, these are innocents who have done nothing ever and were not in a position to do anything to justify any kind of violence perpetuated against them. So it, it's uh, this the, the out the, the the outsized degree of evil in play here. I think cannot begin uh, to be justified through any historical. Uh, dissatisfaction with anything that anybody on the globe may have done at any time in the past. So I appreciate your call. I appreciate your perspective, and I'm very happy to hear that you don't justify that. Let's squeeze in Anita from Carmichael very quickly. Anita, good afternoon. Welcome to the conversation. Thanks for holding on. Hi, Sheriff. Well, you have a cool head, my friend, and uh, it's refreshing to know that there are people who are courageous that have a level head, that uh, you're an honorable man. Well, thank you very and much, Anita. It helps to be old and independent, but but I appreciate the compliment nonetheless. <laughs> well, there, there is nothing to justify what's been happening. There is nothing no. to warrant the, the attacking civilians who've done nothing. No. And uh, to, try to, to try to justify it is just... Uh, Unbelievable that anyone would try to, to justify such it, it, activity. I'm, I'm, in, I'm inclined to suggest there's an element of evil there in that very thought, but in that thought of justifying it. But when we've seen such a profound illustration of evil, uh, that term doesn't even apply to anything else in the world. Anita, you're going to be the last call today. I appreciate, very, appreciate it very much. That's it for me, but stick around. Why, you ask? Well, because the lovely and talented Kitty O'Neill's here. She just walked in. She's got the afternoon news coming up next. I'm out of here. I'll see you tomorrow, though. Have a great evening.